I mean, you're kidding yourself. If you, if you think he's going to start you off, he's not going to start you off as a, as a prophet or an apostle. He's going to work with you to get you where he needs to be. He's going to work with you. I didn't start off all of a sudden realizing I was supposed to be a pastor, although I kind of think I was realizing it. But, but I started off doing so many things. I was doing working in children's church when I was 11 or 13, when I first got born again. I was playing the organ and singing in the choir for four years after that. You don't just start. You don't just start at the top. You have to. He's got training going on. That's what I told this person. I said, he's always training. He's always training you in every step of your life. Every step. Because where you are right now, does not, that does not mean that you're calling. You have, you have to wake up to that because you'll get deceived and not ever do the real calling on your life. And when I say where, when I say because of where you are right now, I'm not talking about sitting in the chairs at Great Commission Church. I'm talking about whatever you're doing for the Lord right now in the church, that does not mean you're going to stay there. That does not mean that's the final thing. That does not mean that's your calling forever. It doesn't mean that. We, as we continue to, just serve him with a loving heart, do what we know to do at hand, then he he sees that we're faithful. This is none of my notes, but whatever. That's usually the way it goes. He sees that we're faithful, and he sees you're faithful. Then he's going to give you more to do. He's going to promote you. He's going to promote you. Do you think he's going to promote somebody that um, um, has their foot in sin, and the rest of their body may be in church? Do you think he's going to promote you? He knows what your heart is. He knows where you, where you are. He knows how much of you has surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He knows that. He knows that. Now, the only reason I would know that is if, the, if he tells off on you. <laughs> That's the only reason I would know that. And if he tells off on you, that doesn't mean it's my job to tell everybody else. It's my job either to pray or maybe minister to you. And if I find myself telling off on telling people all about what's going on with you, I'm basically I'm done with the gifts of the Spirit. He can't trust me anymore. You know, he can't trust me. So there's there's just a, a lot of things, but it's important that we surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and do what we know to do where we are with what we have, okay? If you have, if you know that maybe you function in this particular gift or you like doing this particular thing or you kind of desire to do that, do what you know to do. Do that part. Assist the body there. And it will continue to open up to you the next step that you take. See, he said the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Now we can ask you, we can ask him to reveal those steps to us if we don't know what our next step is. But they are already laid out. The steps are already laid out for you to step to walk out. Already there. So all you have to do is surrender to his lordship and say, ah, I need to know what my steps are, Lord. I'm, I'm willing. I am willing to do this. And then, and then he'll show you what they are. Amen? He'll show you what they are. God is so good. He is so good and he's so interested in our lives and we just don't let him be interested. We just don't let him. We have our own agenda and we have our own thinking and we have our own way of doing things because we've been programmed too much by the world. We've been programmed to do what 
we've been told to do in different places. I mean, not that you don't surrender to authority, but there's some things that uh, needs to be bucked as well. Amen. Okay, so I just wanna I wanna talk about the life of God. Do you know why Jesus came? Why did Jesus come? Do you know why? I mean, I can think of probably 50 things of why he, why he came. But let's look at John 10:10. 10, 10. The thief. Again, who's the thief? Mm-hmm. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they, who's they? Who's they? You, yeah. The person sitting next to you, right? It's you. Is it you? You. <laughs> you. I came. I came. Who's I? Jesus. Yeah. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that that we, you and I, might have life and have it abundantly. That's that is that for when we get to heaven? Is that our eternal destination, our eternal life? No. That's right now. Right now. Life and life abundantly right now. Right now. Right now. There's right now life and life abundantly. And we can walk in that newness of life and that eternal life every moment of every day. Now, I I understand there's things going to come to oppress, but you can walk out of that immediately the minute it comes. You can walk out of that the minute it comes. You need to find what the word says and then walk in the light of it. Well, we'll see that in just a minute. Okay, so John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that word life there and the word in John 10.10, that word life there is, is zoe and it means life, life. Yeah, that's the Greek word, zoe. And another one is uh, uh, Romans 6.23, where it talks about the wages of sin is, is death. 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. For the wages of sin is death. Okay, is that is that just for those that are not um, born again? No. No, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And so so if you're in an area of sin, and you hear me say this a lot, I get out of it. I get out of it because sin will lead you to hell. Sin will lead you to hell. That's why you need to uh, walk in that newness of life, that eternal life. Eternal life is not, again, is not just for when we get to heaven. Why would we need it when we get to heaven? Eternal life is right now, for right now. Uh-huh, it's for right now. Okay, that eternal life, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. That eternal life is the nature of God. It's the nature of God in us. So the minute you accept Jesus as Lord, his life comes flooding in. His life comes flooding in. Now, if you don't, if you want to walk in sin, what does that do to life? It hinders it, doesn't it? Yeah, squelches it, stops it, basically, stops it. So uh, 
so, so it's really important that if you're going to minister to people, if you're going to be um, a light in a dark place, that the life of God flows freely through you to minister to people. Like if, you, if I was going to lay hands on Dennis and I was dealing with sin in my life, that doesn't mean you can't pray for people. I'm not saying don't pray for people, but you're going to have more life flowing through you if you deal with the sin to help deal with what he's dealing with. You see what I mean? That's what we're after. We're after more life flowing through us so that we can be a blessing. More life. And as it says in 1 John, um, um, oh, let's go there. 1 John, please, or no, John, just John. Excuse me, John, John. Big John. Whew, it's warm in here. <laughs> or is it me, folks? Oh, okay. John 1, 4. And, of course, I am not anywhere in my notes right now. Let's see where we are. Okay, let's go over there. John 1, 4. In him was life, and life was the light of men. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So, so we see there what, what life does. It causes the light to shine bright, okay? It causes the light to shine. And, 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 you know, when you think about, have you ever seen where the sky, the, the sun is shining through, but the sun isn't there, but you can see all the rays? See all the rays? You think about that in an oppressive way. There is some rays getting through, but not but not the whole thing, not the whole light. You, you see what I'm saying? There are some rays getting through, but not as if it was free, if the sun was free to shine, to let its light shine. And you look at that in, um, let's look in, I think it's Matthew. Matthew 5, please. Matthew 5. Fourteen, you and who's he talking to? Who's Jesus talking to here? You are, you are, us, us, yes. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor, verse nineteen, nor do men light a lamp and put it under the peck measure, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine. Before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let your light shine in such a way that they see your good works. Going back to that example that I gave you when I was, when I was going to Des Moines in, a, in that rough spot. I was able to see their light and it was piercing my heart and bringing a change on the inside of me. You know, that's where, you know, when I go into a store and I don't like these masks and I I'm, don't do them if we can walk away from them, I don't do it. But um, I, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed letting that life and light flow out of me to people that I would meet in the grocery store or the stores. We could see people, there's so many people that are down in the dumps and they're discouraged. And if I can let, if I can give them life by, by smiling or, or saying hi or doing something. You know, I mean, I don't know him from Adam. Adam. I don't know him, you know, at all. But, you know, if I can let my light shine 
or I can do something for them to let my light shine, it's going to be something that may prick their heart. They may want to know what I have. They may want to know, well, why are you smiling? Everybody else is dumpy. You know what I mean? And so we need to let our lights shine and not not sit like the like they've tried us tried to get us to do with the mask on and not been able to let our life and our light shine. Amen. Amen. So, um, okay. And you know another word for light? I I I um, I've just been talking to the Lord about the fire. Fire. Another word for light is fire. Fire, when you think about it. When you think about it. That's not where we're going, but I'm, I'm developing it. <laughs> fire. The light. The light of life in us is the fire of God. The fire of God. So we want more of that fire manifesting in our life. Amen? Amen. Okay, so that life is the benefit to others. Okay. So, so when you um, receive that life, it changes you, it transforms you, but it also continues to bring transformation to your life. And so when you, when you um, receive that light, and then you have to walk it out, you do what the Word of God says in a situation. You don't let, you don't let the devil put a bushel over you. Let's just use fear as an example. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? So so if you are going to walk in the light of the knowledge of the understanding that God has given you, he's given you the light, so you're going to walk in that light. So you're going to walk in against the spirit of fear. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. The fear is just a smokescreen. On the other side is the blessing. On the other side is the freedom. That is yours to have. So, so we need to we need to walk in the light that we have. Let's say that's the only scripture you have. That's the only understanding you have on fear. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. Then walk it out. Confess it with your mouth, but you believe in your heart and walk against the spirit of fear. Every time you walk against the spirit of fear, it loses power. Because the only power it has over you is what it has deceived you that it, it, you think it has. Fear has not got any power. Fear has no power. Fear has no power. Only what you give it. Okay? So when we start, when we know that we haven't been given that spirit of fear, then we can start walking against it. Amen? By the confession. You overcome, remember? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You overcome. Okay, okay. so um, let's look at that John 5, please. This is one that I, I did my own word on it, but I think it's good for you to see it in the word. John 5, 26, please. Jerry, was that to be done at 5, uh, 12, 15, 12, 30? Okay. Okay, so five, uh, John five twenty six. For just as this Jesus is talking here, for just as the Father has life in Himself, the Father has life in Himself. Even so, He gave to the Son also to have life in Himself. So the Father has life, and He gave it to the Son to have life. And then you accept the Son as Savior, and then you get life and life abundantly. Amen. Life abundantly. 
So we just talked about needing to be walked out in the... Um, so you can have that eternal life right now, right now. You can, you can start yielding to it and manifesting it because it's been given to you in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's yours to have. And, and I could say eternal life. I could say victory in there too. It's yours to have. Overcoming ability, it's yours to have. But it's yours to walk out. It's yours to walk out. God's not going to do, God's not going to do the things. He's given the church the power to do it. He's given the church the authority. He's given it to you to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall injure you. He's giving you, he's given you that ability on the inside of you because he sent Jesus and then he's given us the Holy Spirit. And, and let's, we've talked about this before, but let's look at Acts 2.38. I, I am not. I'm not at all following my notes. Sorry, guys, but I, I'm just trying to listen to what he wants to say right now. Acts two thirty eight. You know, it's always been. Um, my husband would always say that it, the salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a, a two two coin process. One side is getting born again. The second one is baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that should be, I, I, that's why I'm going to train you. I believe it should all be a one swoop process. It shouldn't be one here. And then these people go off and they try to find a church. And then maybe they stumble into a church and get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Maybe, maybe. Or, or they stay in a denominational church or they don't even get to stay there. They go off into an area of sin because there's no power working in their life. So, so it's really important. And that's the way I... I would train you to do it, or I'm telling you to do it. You accept Jesus as Lord, and you go right in, and they accept the person of the Holy Spirit. All one swoop. Okay? that That's really important. Um, okay, so let's see. It says in 238 right here, And Peter said to them, Repent, and let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So there was a repentance that took place for the forgiveness of your sins. And you shall then receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, what happens when you accept Jesus as Lord and you're born again, you are cleansed and, and made clean and, and cleaned up. You're cleaned up. The sin nature leaves and the God's nature comes flowing in there. And so you're all cleaned up. So then that's why it's so important because you're cleaned up. It's so important for the, the Holy Spirit then to come and occupy. You are the temple of the Lord. You know, you are the temple of the Lord. So what you do to your body is either going to keep your temple around for a while or it's not. What you, what sin you occupy your time with, it's either going to keep you around for the Lord to use you or not. See, and it's, it's just a, it's just so time for a reality check. What am I going to do? Am I going to serve God or am I going to serve man? or the world, or Satan, or however you want to put that. Who am I going to serve the rest of my life? Amen? Okay. So so when that happens, the, the life of God flows in there, and then the Holy Spirit is able to come in, and because it's all cleaned up, and occupy that space. Amen? Okay. So let's look at... I want to... Um, Look at 2 Corinthians 4.16, please. 2 Corinthians 4.16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. 
Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. Day by day. The life of God flowing on the inside of you produces life on the outside of you. See, you're, you're, this, this flesh person is decaying, but the inner man is being renewed day by day, becoming stronger. And this has got to, it affects the outer man. It affects the outer man. If you are, are not feeding your spirit man, if you're not praying and you're not fasting and you're not reading your word and you're not worshiping, you're not feeding your spirit man, is that spirit man going to have any life flowing in it to deal with the flesh and the sickness and the disease? No. No. That's, what we, that, that's why we want to build ourselves up in our inner man. In the, in, we want to build ourselves up. That's why it says in Jude to build yourself up in your most holy faith. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Well, we've already talked about, oh man, we're going fast. We've, <laughs> we've already talked about the love of God and how important that is to uh, keeping you in a place of healing and life and hope. Okay? So praying in the spirit keeps you in faith so that you can believe God for the things that you need to when sickness and disease comes to attach itself to you then you can go like this just like you know a mosquito gets on your body in the summertime you can go like that that's what we that's what we as the body christ should be doing to sickness and disease just like that it hasn't got a right to stay on your body because out of your body emanates the life of god out of your body emanates hope out of your body emanates love so why would the devil or sickness and disease want to come and sit on your body? If you're emanating life, hope, peace, joy, all of those fruit of the spirit. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Amen. Okay, so let's look at, we'll make this the last scripture verse here. Romans 8. Romans 8. Eleven, And I mentioned this one. It's on the sign outside, too. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, in me, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who indwells you. Life, life, life. Quicken that word. Is that? Let's see. Um, I think King James is quicken. Has anybody got the King James? Quicken, yeah. It doesn't say that in my New American Standard, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, well, we know that that's the case if you've accepted Jesus Lord and you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life or quicken your life to you, quicken to your mortal bodies through his spirit who indwells you. I'm not quite sure. How's that, how's that read in King James? Would you read that? Yes, quicken or gives life, revitalizes or makes alive. It makes it makes your spirit man alive, mortifies that. See, we don't we don't need to have we don't need to. There's there's no point. It has us nothing to do with when we die. It has nothing to do with when we die. It has to do has to do with right now. Right now, the life of God or the power of God or is within us to quicken our mortal flesh. 
to quicken us. And you know, I, I, there was a, I was reading something this week, and I don't know what reference it was, but the life of God puts pressure, pressure, not ungodly pressure, but puts pressure on your, on your, do you know what translation that would be? Do you know? Okay. I, I, I couldn't locate it again. I wanted to find it, but I'll, I'll try this week. But it puts pressure on your physical body to change, to change and conform to the life of God that's on the inside. Does that make sense? It makes sense to you? And so that's why, again, why it's so important that we read our word, that we pray in the spirit, we worship and we give him glory. Amen. Worshiping him. Um, See, when we, um, and I wrote this down, when we understand God's plan of healing the sick would simply be healed, they would simply be healed the moment sickness tries to touch them, just like I explained. If, if we understood that life of God that's in us and the healing that's been made available to us, you know, and that power, that, that, hope, that power that indwells in us, if you just use it, is, is to heal us of diseases which continually try to attach themselves to us. Disease, sickness, and disease is always trying to attach itself to us. Now you can you can walk away from it. I, I mean, over the years, I can I I know that uh, I've learned how to walk away from some of those things. I've told you about my my back and the pain in the in the back. I don't deal with that anymore. The sciatic, don't deal with it anymore. And I used to, as a kid, I'd have I'd have well, my folks didn't help any, but they would say, Oh, there's a holiday coming. She's going to be sick. Well, you know, I had to, I had to walk away from that because in, as a, as a young, as a kid, I had ear infections so much so that one time they, they didn't know where to put the next shot. You know, they started putting them in my hips to try and give me antibiotics. I've walked away from that. I've walked away from that stuff. I don't have ear infections now. I very rarely have any, uh, any colds or, or, um, flu or that kind of thing. Very rarely. So see, the more life flows into us, the more we yield to that life by the things we know to do and the confession out of our mouth, the more that stuff is not going to want to come near us. It's not going to want to attach it. And, and if it does, then it's just, it's a one, two, three, and out you go. You know what I mean? One, two, three. One, two, three, and out you go. Just like that. One time I was it a month or so ago I thought I had COVID and I went and got tested. I had a lot of the symptoms. <laughs> it wasn't that at all. And by the next day I had no temp and you know, I shared with you how I spoke to the temp the the fever and, and rebuked it and it left. See that same power that's in me, that same power that is in you, greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. And that same power that raised Christ from the grave, that same power dwelling in you will raise you up in the midst of any sickness and disease or any anything that is oppressing you. Amen? Amen. I, I like that. I've been, I'm just really um, searching the word and, and trying to tie those two things together. And I, and I, I just messaged Rich real quick this morning and I think he's, he's at the kind of the same conclusion. I mean, we're, we're, we, we probably will talk a little bit more about it, but every time I come to these scripture verses about life and about um, the same power dwells in you, it just seemed like they would 
run together. They just keep running together like that. And so um, I have no problem jumping over to Romans 11. And that same spirit that dwells in you, that that same spirit that raised Christ from the grave dwells in you. Dwells in you. If you do nothing else this week but meditate on that, you're you're just going to increase your... Your spirit man's just going to almost pop out of your flesh. (laughs) You know? Amen. Okay. Let's say this confession. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. He lives in me. He quickens. He makes alive my mortal body. He heals my mortal body. Okay, we're going to do it one more time. I want you to make sure you're saying it out of a place of faith, not just out of your head. You, you, you know the difference, don't you? I, I talk about that quite a bit. Out of, your, out of a place of faith, please. The same Spirit, the same spirit that, raised Christ that raised Christ from the dead, from the dead dwells, in me. dwells in me. He lives in me. He quickens my mortal body. He heals my mortal body. The life of God flows in me, through me. I am the light of the world. A city set on a hill in Jesus' name. Life flow. Father, we just thank you for this new day that the life of God is resident within us and that we have a new beginning every moment of every day. We can we can make a choice to live for you, to serve you with our whole hearts, and we give you the praise and the glory. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.